Hi, this is Supercat from Ask Mr. Robot, and you're listening to HearthCast. Hello, and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 169 for patch 5.2, made possible by Open Raid. Our topic for this episode is what's in a name. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. Face and I tame strange and unusual beasts in my goblin hunter. And hey everybody, this is Root and I am Valakap on my goblin warlock. We are a podcast for the casual world of Warcraft player. Coming up at episode number 169 of Hearthcast, we're going to take a look at two add-ons that I recently got to check out. Uh, Shadowed Unit Frames and Bartender 4. We're going to weigh in on an idea about taxing violent games. And uh, our little buddy here, Freckleface, puts herself in the hot seat. Little buddy? Our little buddy, like Radar mm. from MASH. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Freck! Hey, Root. How are you? Pretty good. How was your week yeah. in the world of Warcraft? It was great. Yeah? I, yeah, because I decided I can give myself a break from Valor capping and doing all the LFRs. Decided to give yourself a break from it all? Yeah. So, I'm back to do my pet battles in archaeology. So, you having fun doing that, at least? Oh, yeah. I okay. got a stunted Yeti from Fralis. What's a stunted Yeti? Uh, you know the Yetis in Fralis? Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's a so baby it's a one. small stunted. It's, it's so cute. Oh. He took steroids. He did not grow. It's my second Yeti, but there's two different models. There's one from Kunlai. Right. But that one's on all fours. Oh. Kind of like. A, oh, yeah. You know, like hunched over, like the, yeah. the gorilla stance. These are the guys that walk on on two legs. Oh, I got gotcha. Fralis. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Little baby one. Little baby. Yeah. That's cool. So cute. Oh. And I've been working in archaeology more. Um, Dead guy gave me a very interesting tip. Mm, maybe we should call him next week and find out about that tip. It might be too late next week. Oh, well then share the tip this week and we'll yeah. call him for something else next week. <laughs> in patch 5.2, they added the Manted to um, Pandaria. Before that, you could only find Pandaren and Mogu fragments. Now you can find Manted. Oh, for archaeology, like fragments? Yes. Gotcha. They also added the Manted Artifact Sonic Locator. Oh. And you purchase it with one restored artifact, which is the same as solving one in Pandaria. Cool. Now what it does is it lasts for a day, it keeps in your bag, and it makes all the dig sites be Manted. And also when you click on it, it randomizes. Oh, so instead of instead of, you know, having the chance to pull up something else, it's all manted. Yes. Okay. Now there is a bug with this item. That's funny because it's manted. Ha! Uh, if you have it in your bag, and you go to Oldham, and then you go from Oldham and you cross to any of the surrounding zones, so that you do that cross realm zone transition, it shuffles your dig sites. Shuffles your dig sites. Yeah. I don't it randomizes them. Okay. Well, here's why this is a benefit to a player. I'm going for Tolvir fragments because I want the clattering claw. And apparently there's a, a mount you can get as well. Hmm. With archaeology. But I need Tolvir fragments. Okay. 
Now, like we talked about last time when I, when I spoke about archaeology, there's only four dig sites that are active on the continent. Sure. And you can only get a new dig site by digging up the first one. So right. let's say you're in Kalimdor. There is nothing in Oldham because Oldham is the only place that you get the Tolvir fragments from. So now the only way to get Tolvir fragments is to go somewhere else, dig it up, hope that the next spawn will be in Oldham. Got it. Okay, so now you have a trick that randomizes it. So all you have to do is just go back and forth between the cross realm zone until it randomizes it to the way that you want it. Oh, instead of having to okay. dig. Okay, so up. what you're saying is when you come back, you get a new set of dig sites. Yes. Instead of the ones you that were already there for. Exactly. You. Okay. So, Franco phase. Yes. Are you taking advantage of this exploit? I. Yes. N- yeah, because you have a vendetta against cross realm <laughs> stuff. Well, <laughs> <laughs> knowing full I'm well just, that Zarheim listens, <clears throat> freckle face. I am just making people aware that <laughs> if they have this item and they like their dig spots in a certain place, they might not want to cross the zones, or else those sites will get all shuffled. So, do That's you just all like I'm saying. do you just this fly a, between two flight flight points, or what do you do? How do you how do you get it to randomize? Okay, you're in Oldham. I'm in Oldham. You just fly a little bit north until you hit the edge of the zone for Ungoro or Tenaris. Oh, and yeah. you just turn around and fly back? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, okay. Interesting. So, uh, just a PSA. Yeah, it's a PSA, right. Exactly. Yeah. Just so you... We're aware. letting Blizzard know that that's there. Okay, <laughs> Freckle first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they know. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> but I don't know how long it'll be before they fix this because I'm sure a lot of players are complaining about their dick sites being randomly shuffled around. I highly doubt it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking most people are, are keeping mum on the word. Well, we'll see. All right. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So how has your week been? Oh, pretty good. I had a really good friend over one day this week on a uh, Tuesday night. Why was not invited? Oh, come on. It was you. I was there on Monday. Who'd you have on Tuesday? Oh, snap. <laughs> Were you really there Monday? Yeah. I'm getting old, Freckle Face. Well, because I said, no, Tuesday we have to do the world bosses together. Oh. So we need to be that's right. I'm at sorry. our respective homes. Oh, you were there Monday. I was there Monday. I apologize. Yeah, I had a good yeah. time. Yeah. You got mad at me because you thought I was laughing at you. I wasn't laughing at you. It was a little, it was a little nerving. Yeah. Everything yeah. I did. We well, giggle. Well, it was, I don't know. It was different. It is different watching somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Because you definitely play a whole lot different than I do. Hmm. Yeah. In a good way? It works for you, right? Uh, Sure. Then okay. 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 (laughs) You said I played on a calculator. Oh, yeah. Your little mouse thing looks like a calculator. My my G13, the keyboard. That's a keyboard? It's a keyboard. I thought it was a mouse. No, my mouse is on the other hand. Oh. You you used the mouse. You didn't use the G13. You used the G700, whatever it is. I don't know how to play in the calculator. It's not a calculator. That's what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else? Man, I got valid cap this week, last week, See? rather. Yeah. Uh, I did all of the LFRs except um, the Mogushan Vaults one that I really wanted to do. <laughs> Why didn't you do the one you really wanted to do? Because I got valid cap, and I just, I couldn't, I just, I got to the point, I'm like, eh. Oh, right. Eh. Eh. You know? Yeah. Eh. <laughs> um, no lag, no lag. That's good. No lag anywhere. You saw it. You did an LFR. 
Yeah. No lag. That was cool. Yeah. It's, it's not cool. It's more than that. It's what is it? More cool. That's not a good adjective. I was expecting you to come up with a really good Epically adjective. Epically cool. That's still an adverb oh. and adjective. Um, it is stupendous. Oh. Marvelous. Hmm. Enchanting. No, really? that's not a good one. Eh. Um, awe-inspiring. <laughs> I don't know. It's really. It just. It works. Okay. It works. So, um, what else did I do? I Man, I played WoW all day Saturday. That's a good feeling, isn't it? My wife just went. You know what? I'm. She didn't even bother. Aww. She brought me food. She's like, enjoy your WoW day. Oh. Because she knew what I've been going through. Right. She knew that I was so frustrated, and then I finally got the thing built, but then the way the schedule worked, I, it wasn't until Saturdays. I got to really, really get in there and do anything. So, that was cool. Um, Man, I tell you what, I'm just really, really enjoying the game so much that I haven't gone back to archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there. I will get there. I'm sure. But... You, when you get bored of Throat of Thunder, you'll go back to it. I ain't going to get bored. <laughs> well, see, the other thing is we got this little competition going on at work. See, okay, every week on uh, Wednesdays we check. Starts on Wednesday. Every Wednesday we Why check. Wednesday because that's after the reset on Tuesday. So every Wednesday, right? Uh, the people that play well all get together, and the person with the lowest eye level buys everybody lunch. Just Why the w- wow players. Why wouldn't you do that on Tuesday though? Because Tuesday is when it resets. And so we know that we're going to get into LFRs that night, and we might get a chance on getting a drop. So Wednesday, yeah, but the, no. I know you and I did world boss guys last night or on Tuesday last Tuesday instead of LFRs. You can't you can't do your weigh in in the middle of the what week we though. Maybe we'll move it to Friday because no, yeah. it has to be on Tuesday. Why Tuesday? Because that's before the new week. That's true. That's good logic. I like that logic. Yeah. Maybe I'll I'll I'll, I'll bring that up. Move I it think back Tuesday, one day. yeah. Yeah. But still, it's fun. Oh, that's cool. Because I'm I winning. wish I had that. <laughs> Just because I'm winning. You'd be winning because you have more, your eye level's higher than mine right now. Yeah. So, I've never had to pay for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so um, Kellyoni, you remember Kellyoni? We've talked about him before. He's at the office. Sure. Uh, somehow he got involved. He hasn't played in like a month. <laughs> and somehow he's involved in this competition. Oh, is he buying every week or Pretty what? much, yeah. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> it's like, dude, you, you got to play, okay? And, freckle face, in my birthday week. Yeah. So, I, I know we got noms over there in the corner in a green box. That's right. That you're making me wait to the end of the podcast <laughs> to have. And I got other presents from you. Thank you. You're welcome. And, um, you have one more. Really? The chicken and birthday. Oh, on my birthday? Mm-hmm. You're not going to see him on my birthday. Don't matter. Oh. 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 Hmm. hmm. Oh, I maybe said too much. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, can and face your husband, and, and you, and me, and then some other people that we know are all meeting on Friday night to go watch Star Trek. How cool is that? Awesome. I have not seen the first one, and I've never seen the series, but I'm going anyways. 
um, get caught up, you'll be lost <laughs> because there's going to be references, I'm sure. Hey, I saw Iron Man 3 and I haven't seen the first <laughs> two and I loved it. I'm noticing across your shoulder here, Frank, back on the on your desk on the other side of the studio here, that you have yet to unbox the other Alliance member of, I'm sorry. of the, uh, the Mega Bloks guys. I was going to do it while working, but I didn't have time. All right, well. He'll be unboxed. I retweeted that I got you the thing. I put a picture at it. I well, now you can tweet like in the process. Oh, well, yeah, step by step, you building the thing? Yeah, why not? <laughs> no, no, that'd be lame. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's lame. <laughs> out of all the things that we do. <laughs> that's lame. <laughs> that's the lame thing. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, I know yeah, what you mean. Just, yeah. I'm sad. He's the only, he's, he, like, he, he balances out the two horde. You have two horde and one alliance. And the other alliance guy is in a box. It's not forever. All right, I'm just trying to. I'm balancing. He's balanced. The it's only a, problem is like one of these pieces came off, and I can't remember which guy it came from. <laughs> Go back and look at the boxes. Do we save the boxes? They're look, all up they're there. They're all up there with the oh. instruction manual, and I can't reach that shelf. <laughs> the shelf is kind of high. Yeah. So I'm shorty. <laughs> that is true. Hey, you know what? We uh, have some tweets and stuff. The first one here is. Um, from Jagertap and Jagertap, we talked last week. Remember, I couldn't remember the name of the dungeon. Right. And I'm like, oh, you're like, is it a raid? I'm like, no, it's a five man. And you go and you get turned into this thing. And then it got, well, Jagertap comes and he reminds us that that was the Well of Eternity from Cataclysm. You remember oh, doing okay. that when you sneak around? You know? Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember yeah. sneaking around. So, yeah. You know what that was? Is that was back when I was playing my Paladin. And that was the time when I beat Deathwing and LFR, and I was like, I beat the game! Yeah, you're, I'm done! I'm done! <laughs> Log off forever! <laughs> so I only did that dungeon a few times, and but I remember it being very painful. Many wipes. <laughs> you know, I didn't go back and look for what that was, even though I've been playing the game, I did, it just kind of dropped off my mind. So when I got the tweet from Jager Tavern, I'm like, oh, yeah! It was just one of those, you know, it was a good moment, so. Yeah. Well, thank you, buddy. And then uh, Loco Runner fourteen, uh, he says, uh, when something bad happens to him in LFR, he's going to ask himself, "Did they steal my birthday?" And not get mad if they didn't. Hmm. This is a saying that a buddy of mine came up with, and he said it to me one time, and it has just stuck with me ever since. The whole they didn't take your birthday away. You know, because something bad had happened to me, and I was down on the dumps. A guy goes, "Did they take your birthday away?" I was like, "Well, no." He goes, there you go. And ever since then, that's been something that's a little saying that has stuck with me. You know, well, they didn't take my birthday away. You know, it it can't get that bad. Because, all right, look, I know it's my birthday week and I'm happy, right? But right, on right. your birthday week, are you happy? Yes. Okay, I take the day off of my birthday. That's how happy I, I do am. I do too. Right? I do not work my birthday. And so, a birthday, you're always happy. So, did they take your birthday away? Can I tell you what happened to me that, like... That makes you like really understand this saying. Tell me. Okay, I used to work in an ice cream shop in a mall. <laughs> I remember this. You've told me. And that. it was, uh, oh, it was an awful mall. It still is. We had a meet up there. We sat yeah. in close proximity to where that ice cream stand was. And the ice cream shop has been leveled. Yeah, I know. it's gone. <laughs> Anyways, I used to deal with the worst people. People are so rude. People get so mad about the prices, and they felt like they needed to yell at me about it. Anyways. It was my first job, and I hadn't really learned a lot about customer service, and I got in kind of this rut of 
being kind of grumpy people, then people kind of reacting with being grumpy at me back. So it got in like a vicious cycle of me not being happy at work because of the way people were treating me. All right. The worst thing that happened was this lady came up with, she sent her two kids, she was off sitting on the tables, sent them up with the $10 bill. They both order a cone. They want the sprinkle cone. Fine. It comes out to like $8. And they take it. They're happy. They go off. The mom, like, you know, gets the kids back. She's like, you know, why am I only getting a dollar change? Comes back up me is like confronting me. And I'm like, you know, they ordered it. The price is up there. You know, you send your kid off a $10 bill. Anyway, so she wanted a refund and I wouldn't give it to her. She threw the ice cream at my face. What? Yeah. At your face? In my face. Like, like throw the ice cream at your face? Ice cream in my face. Did it hit you in the face? Yes, it hit me in the face. In the face? In the face. Wow. But you know what happened after that? You took it in the face. The, the next day? Oh, what? You had your birthday. No, it oh. was, it was, that was, that was the stealing my birthday. Because oh. every other person after that. It couldn't get as bad. Yeah, it was like, I don't care. <laughs> as long as they're not throwing things at me. <laughs> Whatever. This is the best job ever. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's not cool. No, it's Did not. you like tell your manager anything? I called security. She Ow. got kicked out. Yeah. But yeah, I told the manager, he's like, he should just give him a refund. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess so. Could have avoided it. Uh, when I was a bouncer at Pleasure Island for Disney, uh-huh. a guy spit in my face once. Ew, that's worse. I got like a, a free meal out of it. Really? Yeah, because I didn't clock the guy. <laughs> 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 and my manager's name was Dave. I remember Dave. Dave was cool. Dave was like, you, you didn't hit the guy? and You you retained your composure? I was like, well, what am I going to do? You know, he's oh. drunk. You know, I wiped it off, and uh, he got escorted out by security. What did you do to make him spit on you? I wasn't. I cut him off. Oh, so yeah, that had to be done though. Yeah, and so yeah. I got like a free meal out of that one. So nice. That was, that was cool. Any Disney restaurant, so I went to the one of the uh, the big five star ones. So, oh, yeah, good they, stuff. Yeah, they actually print the menu with your name on it. Like, oh, super. Which duper. one's that? Uh. It's the name. It's got to print something or other. Oh. I know it's not the one I'm thinking of. Which park is it in? It's in the Magic Kingdom. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll look it up later. But you know, fancy fancy. Oh. Yeah, I took my parents because I was, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so thank you so much, uh, local runner. That's the best attitude to have. It really you know? is. Yeah. That I mean, you know, don't don't. I need get to remind mad. myself of that. You do. Don't feed the trolls. No. You know, they're not taking your birthday away. Exactly. Just yeah. have fun. So thank you, Loco. Thank you, Jagger, for both that, uh, those informations for us. Helps out a lot. Today's totally tantalizing topic. What does your character's name reflect? Brought to you by Open Raid. Open Raid allows players to form both cross-mountain raid teams and local raid teams for scheduled runs, quick pickup runs, and just about everything in between. Can't find anyone to run old content with you? Want to finally get that mount from the meta achievements? Open Raid is your answer. Check out OpenRaid.org. You know, one quick thing to mention about Open Raid is it's not just that you go there and schedule runs, but you actually meet people who then will continue to include you later on down the road and stuff. If you're nice. If you're nice, right. You know, don't take your birthday away. You're super cool. They like you. Then, yeah. like I went on mount runs the other night. That was fun. Nothing dropped, but it was still fun. Anyhow, names. Names, Freckleface. Two names. Two names. Back in episode 20. <laughs> 20, Freckleface. 
over 149 episodes ago, <laughs> uh, we kind of touched base a little bit on this subject about, you know, how to create the perfect tune name at the time. I just went back and I looked at some of the verbiage we used. I don't think we knew what we were talking about. <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, but we're going to talk about, like, you know, what your tune name says about you. So it is a major decision that many people make um, is naming the tunes. Some are serious, some are meant to be funny, some follow a theme, some are a race, some are a class, some pay homage to famous people or events, and others have personal meanings to the people themselves. How people choose their two names is, you know, it's a pretty personal subject. And um, for others, though, it's just a passing thought. They're just going to go blah, blah, and it's done. But the question is, does your tomb's name reflect on you and your play style at all. So the couple ways that people choose their names. Like for instance, role based. Our friend uh Gimmon Huts, he said usually some kind of role playing name depending on the race, or he just hits a bunch of random characters and then changes a letter to until he likes it. Some people do the humor based stuff, making some sort of pun off the class, the race, or the spells that they use. Um, Shaman Rongar says, It's a journey into my mind, and I emerge with my one true name. Then I see it's already taken, and settle for Wigglebum. Wigglebum, Wigglebum, Wiggle, Wiggle, Wigglebum. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it's Wigglebum. I mean, why would you not have a song for Wigglebum? That, you know what? Yeah. Y- see? Yeah. See? I have nothing okay. to say that. Okay. Yeah. Other funny names might be Morgan Freeman, <laughs> Oprah Winfury. Oh, I see. Yeah. Or Chuck Norris. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some people freck use naming mechanisms that have like a personal meaning to them or like a personal theme to them. Like Wolf's Brew. Everything he has uses the Brewmaster title. So all of his tunes have Brewmaster title, and all of his tunes have the brew, the word brew, in the name. Like his main is Brewstein. So Brewstein the Brewmaster. He's also got Brookin, Brewstein, and Brewfist. He's got a lot of just, you know, Brewfist. Give me a Brewfist. Bre- do it. Do it. Brewfist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's kind of cool. Honeytrap says that her first character name is always going to be the hardest one. Basically, once she has that, she builds other character names around it. For instance, she likes a theme like colors. Then she goes with names like Metallica, Magenta, Carmine. For instance, once she had one named Intoxica, which I kind of like that. Then she had a druid named Intoxicat, because, you know, it was a, you know, feral druid. Um, And then, of course, Honey Trap, that's her hunter's name, Honey Trap. And she's got, you know, Honey Bum. Kind of like, you know, honey. Theme like honey. Sweet names like honey. Clitochris, which is pretty funny in and of itself, he says his latest trend is to end things with double X. His mage, for instance, is Frosty Jacks. He's got cheap tricks for his rogue, and bow tricks is his hunter. So that's kind of cool, you know, two X's on the end. That's yeah. neat. Yeah. I like that. A funny one here is from Martha Pye. She uses her first initial, middle initial, and the first three letters of her last name, which is M.M. Pye. Mmm, pie. <laughs> Which then, of course, as a lot of people do, they shorten that just down to pie. You know, 
Like people call you Freck. You know. Well, you do. A lot of people call you Freck. Ah, you're the only one. Oh. A lot of people in my mind call you Freck. <laughs> How many people live in there? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, of course, our dear buddy Hen from the Training Dummies. Go check them out, by the way, at trainingdummies.com. Uh, he says he asks himself, does the name rhyme with Hend? If he does, he uses it. Like, for instance, his warlock, Zend. If it doesn't, he tries again for something that rhymes with Hend. So, there you go. And that is true. I've noticed that. Every time he logs on, I say, does that rhyme with Hend? Do you ask him that? I or look, you ask yourself that? I, look, that I ask myself that. Oh. I check. Do you? I monitor. Oh. Yes. Hand look out. Freck is watching you. You can never deviate from this now. Yeah, I don't think right. he will, You're though. You're stuck. I don't think he will. Another way to think of your tune's name is to consider their backstory. Kind of like Hair So Soft. Remember yeah. I wanted like a tune that didn't fight, that didn't yeah. do any damage. And I was like, yeah. oh, I need a blood elf. What should I name him? Hair So Soft. And then you get ridiculed for that. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got harassed. I got chased yeah. down and harassed. <laughs> Which is funny to me. Uh, Jessica Chaos says, Naming is agony for me because I need the perfect name for each character. And she tries for racially appropriate names and creates a backstory for each character even though she doesn't actively RP on them. And Zombie Man says, I just figure out the character race and class then name it based on what is canon for that race and feels right. And is open. Otherwise, I try variations till it pops. And then Laz Harris says it's a combination of the character and personal meaning for the history behind the tune. So they put a lot of thought into that. Yeah. yeah. A lot of thought. A lot of thought, yeah. Yeah. What about hobbies or likes and passions? A lot of people name their stuff after that. For instance, uh, Gregory W.J. Kelly here, he says that his stuff usually relates to music he listens to. Like... Rikushin, Diano, ICS Vortex. I don't know who any of those people are. I like to read, so I name some of my characters after literary figures. Does that count? Yeah, yeah it's a hobby. It counts, you know. It's a yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fine. I had two characters named Goneril and Reagan. <laughs> okay, from like presidents? Oh, um, no, King Lear. Oh, the two daughters that were evil. I thought Ronald Reagan was president of the United States. What do I know? <laughs> Shakespeare, man. I'm sorry. You're the one with the English degree, not me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the completely random method or the that looks cool method. That looks cool. For example, Erlina says, Lately I've been using a random number generator and hitting the randomized button for that number of times. I go with whatever name it lands on unless it's A, taken, or B, could be fun of, could be made fun of by the 12-year-olds in the game. Oh, and I forgot C should be relatively easy to pronounce. So they just like go, okay, random random number generator five. Random, 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 random five. That's it. Okay, whatever. How many? Five. Whatever. So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they choose the fifth random name because the random number, number generator told them five. And then they go, Okay. You know, one of my minor grievances that I, I cut off the list last week was that a while back it seemed to be that it would constantly you try to the random generator and it would give you names that are unavailable. Oh, yeah. But I ended up cutting out because I recently went and like started a new server and I made 10 new characters without it saying the names are unavailable. Maybe they fixed that. So maybe they did, yeah. yeah never know. Yeah. 
Hopefully. And then you have Too Many, who says, Sometimes they just come to you. I have a torn druid named Overmoon. And the cow jumped over the moon. And he's always looking for cool two names out in the world. Like he sees a road sign that says Zorn. New tune named Zorn. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. That's cool. That's, I mean, we know, I mean, me, mine came up from what I do. So root as in like the administrative account on a Linux box, root, R-O-O-T there. So that's where mine came from. Sure. Which is actually an name that I've used for years in different circles. So I just kind of, you know. It's not like, hey, I root things because I don't because I'm a warlock. But, you know. Mine came from our original guild, which was the Faces of Azeroth, who made it mandatory. We all had to use the same uh, naming mechanism. You had to have face in in your name. And Freckle Face is a childhood nickname. You could have gone with Ice Cream Face. (laughs) 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 Yes, I could have. Uh, but, it, you know, it was a childhood nickname, right. so I just Why? embrace it. Why? I don't... Oh, stop. Okay, sorry. Because I'm covered. You are. I am. Yeah. Um, same with Frecklebutt. But that was more of a derogatory <laughs> nickname. Don't know about that. That was like the girls on the bus when I was in sixth grade, the mean eighth graders who would call me that. Yeah, that's real mature. But... Frecklebutt. Exactly. But it hurt my feelings at the time, and then decided to embrace it and make a wow tune name. And you made it an orc hunter. Yeah. Made yeah. feel better. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, so that's, you know, we talked a little bit there about how people arrive at a tune name. Um, But let's talk a little bit more in depth about that, about what you see in your own tune name. For instance, a lot of times people see a separation between themselves and their tune. Like, I'll often say, I'm going to play World of Warcraft. But when I talk about what's going on in the game, I talk about my characters as if they're personas so like root is over here you know fruit and shoot are on their farms farming and that's all they're doing because they're 85 so i talk about them there's a separation between me and them so root can mess up you know but it's not me messing up it's root i can blame it on root so it gives you that little bit of separation some people equate a backstory to their characters you know a lot of the rpers do this I know, for instance, when I had Fat Wallet, I kind of envisioned Fat Wallet as this this character and all the other characters on my server, well, the, on my account, rather, worked for Fat Wallet. He was the boss? He was the boss. Okay. He was making all the money. So he was oh, the boss. Yeah. So there you go, you know. Especially after the Fat Wallet experiment ended, then they were all sending him stuff to put on the bank, <laughs> <laughs> or on the auction house, rather. So he was just like, yeah, send me your stuff. Let's go. You know, and in turn, he would send them gold. So it was like, you know, the boss is paying out. So uh, it worked. Yeah. yeah. That was that was fun. Um, A lot of people see what I call like the four Ps in their tunes, which is the persona, purpose, power, and personality. So each of your tunes has a different persona, how they interact with people, how, you know, their story, how they are as a person. They have a purpose. You know, or, or do they have a, a mission that they're on overall? It's something I've always felt that WoW has lacked is my tune should have to every so often go back to where, you know, the starting point. Go back to day zero. There should be a quest, like a census, you know, something that takes me all the way back to the starting troll point or a star, sorry, goblin point where I started to go back there. 
to go back to my roots. There should be something there, you know, that brings me back. What about your power? You know, what are you doing? You know, what is the story? Why are you there? What gives you your power and all that kind of stuff? And then the personality. A lot of people, you know, have a personality around their tune. And like, you know, well, I wouldn't do them in this tune, you know. You know, Root would never, you know, do some of the stuff Fruit does. <laughs> well, Fruit, you know, he may say stuff in Guild that Root hey. would not. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's also that little bit, and I know I, I, that this is, you know, true for me, that I come in there and I feel like, hey, I'm clever. I got Root, you know. I got Shoot, although that was Hen helped me with that name. You know, and it was taken and I got it. And I'm like, I got Shoot and he's a hunter and it's Shoot and Root. <laughs> and I'm clever, even though Hen helped me. And then Fruit, which of course, you know, he's a fire mage. <laughs> 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 Nothing to do with being a blood elf. I don't know nope, what you guys nope, are talking nope. about. Nothing to do with that. Um, so, you know, he's just a little clever. You know, people feel clever. They like to feel clever about their names. So it's like that. Now for like other people, See your tunes slightly different sometimes. Now, sure, they can look at you and go, "That's creative. That's that's pretty smart. I like I like what you've done there." You know, like the the one we talked about earlier, or like MacGyver. You know, that's one of the best names I've seen online. You know, he's a he's a torn engineer, MacGyver. Come on, that's gold right there. So that's clever. People going, "Oh man, wish I thought of that." That's super clever. Now, they could also look at you and know immediately, based on your name, possibly anyhow, what your role is or should be. Like a death knight. What if you ran up against a death knight whose name was Can't Tank? I wouldn't ask him to tank. Right. Yeah. Or a healer, like, I heals you. you know? <laughs> I've seen those. And, and death knight is understandable because you're getting a five man. You're doing, for example, the champions. You need a tank? You got a Death Knight in the group? Hey, Death Knight, why can't you tank? Because my name can't tank. Because I can't tank. Because I can't tank. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's good, though, your name. You know, you know, hey, look at my name. <laughs> that helps me out. They can also learn a little bit about you. Maybe your hobbies, your likes, your dislikes. Like you're saying um, you had tunes named, you know, Ronald Reagan guys. No, not Ronald Reagan's guys. Yeah, Shakespeare. Ron, yeah, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Ah. Whatever. Okay. Well, see, I didn't know that, but someone who was like a Shakespeare fan would know that. They look get, at you. They would get the illusion. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What you were eluding to. Illusion. <laughs> yes. So they would know, like, oh, I see what you did there, you know. And so there's that immediate connection. I've seen people before that have recognized that have like either computer-based names. Linux type names. I've seen some with musically related names. And you kind of go, okay, cool. I know this person knows a little bit about, you know, whatever their name, two names about. And you might be able to associate or, you know, strike up a conversation with them regarding that aspect, whatever it might be. The other thing that this is me personally that I get out of this, Freck, is I can kind of tell almost what kind of player they're going to be in a group. You mean whether or not they can be a jerk or not? Yeah. Yeah. Based on their name. Because if they got any type of troll name, not I'm not talking about like the, the race troll. I'm talking <laughs> about, you know, internet troll name. Sure. Or 
something that they think is witty and funny, but really is kind of almost derogatory and could get land them with a band, but they're just kind of, you know, skirting that line, you know, they're in the gray area. You're kind of like, eh, okay. They don't take the name too serious. How are they going to play? And a lot of times, I'm not saying this is par of course for everybody, but a lot of times the people with those types of names don't really care. And, you know, if they do well, if they wipe the group, whatever, it is, they're just there to, you know, slay dragons on the internet and don't really care that it affects anybody else. That's a huge generalization because I also know some people that have those types of names that are fantastic players. But for the most part, that's what I've run up against. Something to be aware of when you're naming your tune is the rules for naming. That's important because... Once you name your tune, like we talked about, you can become attached to that name. And you wouldn't want to, three years after you've been playing it, get flagged for name change and have to come up with something completely different. That's happened to people in our guild. Yes, it has. Yeah. Um, of course, vulgar, obscene, and defensive names will get an immediate flag. But there's other rules that probably you won't get flagged for unless you make someone mad, for example, in LFR and they flag you. Or it just somehow comes to Blizzard's attention. But if it does, you risk having to pick a new name. You can't use a sentence. I know I mentioned the can't tank as the as an example of a, a role name, but really that doesn't follow the naming convention. You can't use a sentence or a phrase. You can't actually use real world references, especially celebrities or companies. You mean like Legolas? <laughs> Or Orlando Bloom? Yeah, Orlando Bloom, no. Can't name your tune Mountain Dew. Oh, man. Yeah, trademarked. Yeah, true. Yeah. You can't use lol speak or just pure gibberish. You can't just plunk out a bunch of random letters. I was in an LFR the other night, and someone's name was a bunch of random letters. Well, and they, were they might get flagged, yeah. <laughs> but if, you, if your name is a bunch of random letters and you get flagged, do you really care? Like, Probably okay, not. I'll name him Bob. <laughs> That's <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> also, you can't have any titles in your name. You couldn't name yourself King Root. Yeah. Yeah. I see. You know, here's the thing. Blizzard is so busy with like other things that I think the names. <sighs> well, it's like I said. It, it will probably slide if you if you break it, but there's a chance yeah, that a it chance. could get flagged. And then if you're yeah. attached to the name, it's gonna crush you. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to be more clever with it, like you're all tank, but you put it backwards, so that it's Natalie. Natalie. <laughs> yeah. I also have one, and I don't know how I got it, but I have a Dreslip, which is Blizzard backwards, and Whoa. there's an NPC named that. Yeah, that's against the rules. I know. Yeah. But then again, so is hair so soft. Ah. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> you know. You had to say that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Now you I'm going to be crushed. You will. Bless you're exploiting the game anyhow with oh, your little, I'm you know. not, I've never said I did that. <laughs> Just making people aware right. that it could happen. Yeah. Just saying, you know. Just saying. So, you know, the bottom line of this is that names do matter. They can say a lot about a person. For instance, do they plan ahead? Are they in the various aspects of the game? Do they have a specific role for the character? It is what people see first, and more often than not, it's what people are going to remember about you, especially if they friend you in the game. So as Freck said, choose wisely because you will become attached to that name no matter what it is. 
And if it's something that does break the rules, you do run that risk of Blizzard actually enforcing that policy on you and having you change your name. We've seen it happen before. So just beware because it says a lot about you. First impressions a lot of times. You know, people see your cool gear and they're like, oh man. And then they see your name and like, oh, okay. You know, what are- I see the name before I see the gear. I well. Saying. So I'm not even by looking at your cool gear if you got a dumb name. There you go. I just assume you're a dumb kid. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. just be aware that that is out there and that can happen. So, cool. All right, player names. Next week, Freck, I think we may talk about NPC names. Oh. So, be thinking about that, folks. How NPC names may uh, give, you know, a little bit of leeway as to what that NPC does. Ooh. This podcast is part of the Ego Podcasting Network. So, Freck, you came over to the house the other night on Monday. See, I remember what day it was this time. Monday night. That's right. And I was talking to you first, and and I was like, well, you know, you can log in, but you're not going to have any of your add-ons. And, you know, and you said you have to have two add-ons or you can't play. I said, well, all right, I'll go. I'll get those add-ons before you come over. And those two add-ons were what? Shadowed Unit Frames and Bartender 4. Okay. Which, by the way, I like both. I'm glad. Shadow Unit Frames is something that basically replaces the player health bars that you see. Not just player. And it, you know, bosses, the health bars in yeah, general. Health bars. You know, targeting, whatever. It replaces that with a more functional... Uh, frame rate or frame frame whatever you see it better exactly the biggest advantage of it is that it allows you to see a lot more information at a glance for example if you go into a dungeon a regular five man everything's the same color and you have to hover over each individual's nameplate to see what class they are and um well i guess the role is right there but um shadow unit frames it lets you it lets you customize what information is in that health panel you can, for example, take off your own name from your health penalty. You don't need that. You know what your name is. And you can fill it with other data like your health. You can do it as absolute value, um, a fraction, um, percentage, all kinds of stuff. For your party, you can color it by class. So you go into a group and already you see three purples. There's three paladins. Uh, warlocks. Warlocks. Put pink, pink pals are pink. You're right. You already know better than I do, but you know what I'm saying. It, it colors it by class. You can actually move it, unlike the default, so you can move it up farther into the corner if you want it to take up less space. I like to move it, move it. You, you can crunch it closer together. You can make them bigger. You can make them smaller. You could take away the, the mana bar if that's not helpful to you. You can make it so that you see information in that bar or not. You can put the gender in there. Which is kind of entertaining for like random NPCs to see what gender they are when you wouldn't oh, know otherwise. Think about that. Yeah. yeah. You can put their level or not. For raid frames, that's what I just started recently using because I had disabled all raid frames. So when I would go into LFR, I would see nothing but my own party. Oh, wow. And so, like I said before, someone would say, Oh, the tank's dead. Someone be res the tank. And I had that ability because I had the Quillen, but I had no idea who the tank was. Oh, yeah. Because you go into the regular raid, the default social, 
It doesn't have that role listed to everybody. No. It just doesn't. It just colors in my class. So the braid frames are very useful because I set them up so that they're compact. There's only five per column so that also at a glance I can see who is in what number group. So if someone says group group one, go over here. I don't have to open up the raid to see what group I'm in. I already see it. Right. Um, I also put everyone's little roll next to it, their little roll icon. And I made it so that when we enter combat, the transparency changes. So when we are sitting around, like those blocks are full, full colored. Yeah, they're kind of in the way. They're kind of in the way, but as soon as we start fighting, they get transparent, and right. then I can see more of my surroundings. Um, so it's very flexible. There are a lot of different options to it. You can adjust things like what information you see for your target, for your target of targets. You can make a separate boss one. Um, you can change what buffs and what debuffs you see on the boss. So for for me, I'm a hunter. I want to make sure I always have the serpent sting active on the boss. But if he's got 50 different debuffs on it, it's a little hard to see. I can change it so that it only sees mine. Right. And I can tell more easily if I have all my debuffs on him than I should. One of the things I liked about it is I was able to set the target of the like the main tank. Okay. And then I was basically, whatever he had targeted, I would just click on that and it would allow me to target that. Oh, yeah. So it's very fast for me to target whatever the main tank was targeting and help, you know, DPS that down. Yeah. Yeah, I've been using this add-on for quite a long time. It's got a lot of options. um, And I don't think you, I think I've talked about it. I don't think it was until you saw it on your own screen that you really realized how cool it was. 100%. And here's why. And this is going to sound totally derpish and uh, mildly stupid. But I actually thought it had more to do with like a shadow priest. Oh, really? <laughs> and that it was just something that you had a shadow priest one, so that's why you used the shadow oh. unit frames because you got used to it back then. You that's know? funny. And so I was just like, eh, I'll never use that. I don't do anything to do. I'm not a shadow anything. I don't deal with shadows. That is funny. So yeah, I never yeah. bothered even look into it because I didn't think it applied to me. So. Yeah. There you, go. <laughs> there you go. That's uh like I said, derpish, you know, honest truth. And the other one that I showed you was the bartender four. Right. Now right. bartender four I liked uh because it does by itself so far and I've only used it like what, two days since since I got it, maybe right. two or three days. But I used to use like one add on that was called like, you know, blizzard artwork remover. And then I used to use another one called Move Anything. <laughs> and uh, it seems like Bartender does that in more. It does. It really does. Because the default comes with where you have two rows on the bottom. And you have the big fancy interface. And you have a whole menu for your micro menu. You know, the help, the character, all that stuff. The things that already have keyboard shortcuts to. And then you have an optional bars on the side. So Bartender makes it that I think there's a maximum of... Uh, Maybe 12, or there might not be a maximum. I need to look into it more. But basically, you control how many bars are active. You can control the size of the bar and how many rows and how many columns. So you can make something in the shape of a square. Like I have my my pet um, action bar as in a square, a small square over on the corner because yeah. I don't really need to click it. Right. Yeah, it's just all automated. I have some bars that are vertical off to the right-hand side of the screen, 
and then I have a lot that are that are smaller, the ones I don't use during combat. But I like to have them, you know, mapped out. Uh, so it does a lot of cool things, and yeah, it's 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 customizable. And something that had really confused me was that it does if you change stances. For example, if you're a rogue, and you go into stealth. It has automatically set up so that it, it changes what's in one of those rows. Sure. But, and for a while, I, would, I just had to undo that until I figured out how it worked. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you can actually go into the bar and you say, okay, link to bar number seven based on stance. And if you uncheck that, then it won't do it. Right. And now, Tuck UI used to do something very similar to that. When you, as a warlock, went into metamorphosis, you'd have your metamorphosis bar would take place of your regular bar. Um, I'm assuming that Bartson would do the same thing. That is, I'll have to check that out myself. Yeah. But a big thing they liked was getting rid of the micro menu because I have chocolate bars set up so I can access that easily through just uh, through a very smaller or more compact menu or I just use the hotkeys mostly. And not having a whole bar just to show me five different bags. Right. When all I need to do is just, you know, click B. B. Yep. Yeah, press B or yeah, hit the thing on my screen, just one button. Um, so it's really cool. I've also been the, been using that for several years, um, and I'm glad that you're able to see it in action. And thank you for showing me how to use Tell Me When. Oh yeah. Because I was I was derpish on that one. No. Oh. I just didn't know what was what. Do you set that up on your home computer now? I've always had it. I never oh. uninstalled it. Okay. I just I stopped having it load up because I didn't know what to do with it. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I at the point now where as as a player I just I can't play without that because I'm, I'm accustomed now to things popping making a noise and uh-huh. it's 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 a pavlovian experience for me now like i hear a particular ding or dong and then i had <laughs> it sounded weird but i hit the button according to the, the ding or dong <laughs> to me it's helpful you know you just you bang okay that's that number you know and i've got other ones that like so really deep noise will play, and that lets me know that I have to do something serious. Like, okay, I'm out of hellstones, or my pet just died. So the deeper ones are more serious. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. More si- more more of a crisis situation. Yeah. Like you gotcha. Need, yeah. Like watch your health. I have one that my health goes too low. It's like, well, that one's more of a siren, but yeah. <laughs> so you didn't get to hear all those when we were playing the other night, but because you said I was using a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> But I am glad, Freck, that you got a chance to come over. And it was cool to watch you play. It was cool to watch you set up all the add-ons. And then, of course, you helped me through it because I got into a raid. Like, the next night, I'm like, oh, (laughs) stuff's everywhere, Freck. What do I do? (laughs) So that was pretty funny. So I thank you for that. Like us at Facebook.com slash HearthCast. Wow news for the casual player. This is hot off the presses, Freck. Gamers are outraged at a U.S. proposal to tax violent video games and donate the proceeds to the victims of violent crime. United States Vice President Joe Biden has suggested there would be no legal reason why taxing violent video games would be an issue. The Vice President's declaration came in response to a suggestion made by Reverend Franklin Graham at a gun legislation strategy meeting held at the White House recently. Graham, who attended the meeting alongside 19 other religious representatives, put forth the idea that violent video games should be taxed. According to Politico.com, attendees at the meeting said that Biden responded favorably to the Reverend's idea 
going so far as to say there would be no restriction on the ability to do that, and there's no, no legal reason why they couldn't. And, of course, it was suggested by Graham that proceeds of the tax would go towards victims of gun violence and their families. So, Freck, what constitutes a violent video game? I would guess the mature-rated ones that, that are rated that way for violence. All right. Here, here's my big problem with this. Okay. It's not just that what constitutes that, because I get it that there are, you know, they have mature ratings, but not just for violence. I mean, World World of Warcraft carries the teen rating. That's true. And we kill things in it. It's cartoonish, though. Yeah, but it's still blood. And it's not graphic. It's still blood. Not as much as a lot of other games. I agree. Yeah. All right. But that's not my big problem. What's your big problem? My big problem is that this argument has been there forever. The whole thing about X causes kids to be violent. Back in my day, you know? Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> causes well, we also we did we did before it was cool, we were LARPing. We didn't even know we were LARPing and we were LARPing, but we weren't really LARPing. We just got sticks and made them into swords and smacked each other with them. You know, like bamboo sticks. I was down in Panama. We got bamboo and beat each other up. Those were our swords. <laughs> We'd had sword fights with bamboo. And yeah, every so often some we also did the same with, with like we'd make rat tails and you come home with a welt on your, you know. But for us, as a kid, that was a badge of honor. The kid in my neighborhood, his name was Ed. Or Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) And I got like a welt across my chest from Ed, or Eddie. But I didn't go home and cry to mom and dad. I went home and took my shirt off and said, check this out! (laughs) Look what Eddie did! This is cool! You know? Now people want to blame, you know, not blame kids, but blame some industry on how people turn out. And it's a crock of dodo poo-poo from the dodo bird. That's my problem. They should, I mean, and here's the thing. Okay, you're going to tax a video game, right? Right. And then you're going to get the proceeds of that tax to who? Victims of violent crimes. How is it a video game or any other industry's fault that someone's a victim of a violent crime? It's not. It's not, no. It's not. Now, who are you taxing? Because I want to play a game that happens to have a little bit of violence in it and it happens to carry a mature rating. You're going to tax me? I'm not the one going out there and committing any violent crimes. I'm not. I'm playing a video game. At most, I may... You know, tell someone they're a stupid doo-doo head. And that they should go to bed because it's probably past their bedtime, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's about it. I'm not going to commit a violent crime. Why should I be taxed? And the other part about this is that I don't like the people who are deciding this right now are all older than me. All right? Yeah, they don't know what's up. They don't know what's up. Joe Biden, you know what? I want Joe Biden can come down to my house. He can play on my computer. He can check out World of Warcraft. That was like when uh, Colleen Lachowitz was running for Senate, and her opponents found out she played well. And they tried to smear her, saying she was unfit for office because she's obviously immature and violent. 
Somebody who would talk about stabbing things on a public forum is obviously unfit for office. Yeah. They just all right. Here's my thing. Um, I want I want a study done, right, of every violent act that has been you know committed by anybody against anybody else, and uh, I'd like to know if those people were you know wearing shoes. Or shoelaces. Did their shoes oh. have shoelaces? If so, I want these shoelaces to be taxed. Because obviously, if those people didn't have their shoes laced up, those violent crimes would never have been committed. It's the same logic. Mm, kind of. No, 100%. If It's the same thing. It's the same thing by trying to blame somebody's decisions based on how they were brought up or what they were into. What music did they listen to? You know? You know, cycle battle. Well, the problem is they're trying to desperately fix something by treating the symptoms instead of curing it. It doesn't... It's not something they're going to cure. I know. I'm sorry, but, you you know, go back and look at the the cave paintings, you know. Zug Zug smacked some chick over the head and (laughs) drug her back to this cave by her ponytail. I've seen that drawing. (laughs) You know... (laughs) Go watch Planet, of, not Planet of the Apes, but uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. When it starts, man, there is violence. These apes, there's violence. Violence has been there. Go read the Old Testament, the New Testament, any historical book you want to read. Violence has always been here. Violence will always be here. So, that stuff in Minority, minority Report ain't going to happen. That stuff in, what's that thing with Sylvester Stallone where they he got in trouble for cussing and they, they charge him stuff? Was that Judge Dredd or something. I don't remember what it was. So, anyhow. All right, I'll get off my soapbox on this one, Frack. Because it's it's stupid. But, now that we know who these people are, I encourage people, at least in the United States, anyhow, to take the time to write their congressperson, to write Joe Biden, to write this you know Reverend Graham guy, and uh, let them know what's up. Invite them to your house to play WoW. Like, Some it's all right. Yeah, come on over, play well. I got a new system. Hey, Joe. Instead of you know having a beer with somebody, why don't you come over to the house? Chill. We'll raid. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll raid. <laughs> there you go. You're listening to Hearthcast. Well, this is a button I haven't pressed in a while over here. I've actually have to find it. I didn't even press this button, Frank. But I'm going to press it right now. You're in the hot seat. I put myself in it. You did? I did. Yeah. A couple of shows ago, I talked about archaeology and how the dig sites worked. Now, mind you, I was going off only of my own experience. And, you know, when you survey and the little triangle thing pops up and it points you off in a direction, um, it seems like it was kind of pointing you toward the nearest one. And um, both Hoofit and Trimble IRL on Twitter point out that, no, it's not the case. It's always pointing you towards one, not the nearest one. It's only pointing you toward one at a time. And if I'd used the add-on um, Arc Helper, it would help me see how it worked. And so I grudgingly installed it. And I've been doing archaeology with it for a while, and I like it. Because what it does, it shows you that it's not 
When it points you, it's not a straight line, it's a cone. So it's red, and now you have this cone that takes up a certain amount of area, and then you go there and you do your thing again, and now you have a different cone, but they overlap, so you go to where they overlap, and then you, then you survey again. So it's actually pretty cool. So yeah, I misspoke when I said that there was that it was just kind of random and that it was pointing to whatever is closest when there is a method to it that I see with the add-on that was just not obvious playing it by itself. Um, the other thing that I kind of messed up on was that when I complained about not wanting to ask hunters about their pets, remember last week? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I sided with a blizzard? Yeah. Well, as Sean Drykai and Broadway Blues pointed out, a big part of being a hunter is pet collecting and that most hunters do like to talk to others about their catches. Now, personally, I would still like to see the mob name displayed because... You know, things like you run into somebody who's the opposite faction and they have a cool pet and you're never going to be able to ask them where they got that pet from. You just can't. They don't speak your language. You can try to do the gestures, but then it's just gestures. But it didn't make me kind of reconsider how to think about it. You're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, you know, look at other hunters as, you know, competition or feel jealous of what they have. Maybe I should look at more of camaraderie and, you know, sharing and happiness and all that stuff. Now, the reason why I put myself in the hot seat because these two correction were things that I almost left out of the show. Oh. I almost did. Oh. Because, you know, you get back certain feedback and your, your pride goes up and you're like, well, it's my show. I don't want to have to admit to anything like that on my show. But then you sent me this link yesterday about Amy's Baking <laughs> Company. Is that what it's called? Amy's Banking Company. Banking. Baking. Baking, yeah. So the story behind that was this is this restaurant bakery in Scottsdale, Arizona. And the story behind this was that it's this restaurant that had gotten some bad reviews on Yelp and whatnot. And these two owners, it was mostly just the one crazy one, had taken to responding in a nasty way to any of those bad reviews on Yelp. Which of course is the internet, so that only makes people want to give you more bad reviews. Right, but then they ended up on Kitchen Nightmare with Gordon Ramsay. Right, but at the beginning, they said, oh, Gordon Ramsay's going to come, and he's going to tell everybody that our food is good. So right. they did not invite him in, and what he normally does is... Fix. You know, gives yeah. him the, you know, ships everything into shape and whatnot. And they had the attitude of, like, no, he's going he's gonna to say that we're right. He'll show them the what's for. And I actually watched the whole episode... And it was just flabbergasting how these two people would take any sort of negative thing and just blow up. You're attacking me. You're bullying me. They're in the middle of food service and this young, like, sweet 18-year-old waitress comes up to get a plate. And she's like, oh, it goes to table five. And she just goes, are you sure? She got fired over it. For saying, are you sure? For saying, are you sure? Wow. Because the woman just went ballistic. She has an attitude. She's a viper. She's poison. She's questioning me. Who does she think she is questioning me? I own this restaurant. Blah, blah, blah. And so that's how the whole thing went down. And some other things came out. The fact that the food really wasn't that good. The fact that one of the owners was so prideful that he wouldn't let the waitresses actually touch the computer system. They were only allowed to write everything down on a piece of paper, and then he put it in, and then he would make mistakes. I like how they were serving stuff from Walmart. 
Yeah, they were repackaging stuff, selling <laughs> frozen food. But it was it was the pride that um, that was keeping him from letting anyone else do it, even though he's obviously doing a bad job. But once this came out on the TV and then got on Reddit, and then people started saying nasty things to Reddit, and they decided they were going to get on Reddit and respond to everybody and, and tell Facebook. them what's up. Yeah. And then on Facebook, and then they closed down their Facebook and, and claimed that it had gotten hacked and yeah. opened up a new one and said equally as nasty things yeah. as the new one, which is hilarious. And said things like, oh, by coming on this page, you have a legally binding contract not to say anything (laughs) (laughs) derogatory. And so I say all this to say, I watched this show and it it is just so ridiculous how these people were acting. But then I thought to myself, you know what? All of us act that way to some degree when we get criticism. Okay, I will agree. Yeah. And maybe to somebody else. You look that crazy when you can't take it well. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. It does. It does. So, yeah. You got to watch that episode. I found them both on YouTube. They're split into parts. Kudos to you for taking, you know, putting yourself in the hot seat. Well, you know. I had to fess up because I I said that wrong. I wasn't going to admit it. I was going to let it slide. But then I said to myself, nope. Can't let it slide. Got to fess up. Oh, congratulations. I mean, yeah. that, you know, good on you. So, but thank you, Hoofit and Trimble and Sean Drakeye and Broadway Blues for giving your feedback. You got a cool add on out of it, right? Yes, I did. I do love the add on now. <laughs> it's actually made archaeology a lot more fun. Well, maybe I'll get that add on. You should. Because, you know, I stepped away from it. So, it's all geometry ish. Hey, I like math. Yeah. Math is good. Well, hey, everybody, thank you so much for uh, listening to episode number 169 of HearthCast. Truly appreciate each and every one of you guys uh, listening. Do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review there. We'd uh, we'd appreciate that. Just, you know, get a little bit of feedback. Um, what is going on this week with us, Freck? Well, our WOW meetup is this Saturday, May 25th. It's at 10 a.m. It's a breakfast meetup. It's at the Egg and I. Yeah, again, it's your anniversary weekend. Yes, it is. So I'm bringing my hubby this meeting. Are you? I That's am. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Maybe I'll bring the, the missus. Oh, you should. She would enjoy it. Yeah. Well, she likes breakfast. She likes breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Bring me or bring the whole crew. Oh, you should. It'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I'll talk to them tonight. Okay. I'm looking forward to that one because it's going to be different. It's yeah. At the Egg and I, it's breakfast. You know, it's different. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. We've got still got Hearthies to give away, and we're always looking for the next recipient of our Hearthie Award. Of course, we say it every week, but folks, it's very simple. We look for someone who's doing that extra bit of good for the WOW community as a whole. It doesn't necessarily have to be a podcast or a blog or anything. It's just somebody that you know that's making the WOW community that much better. Let us know. We're always looking for people, and uh, you know, sometimes we get our own little bubbles, and we think, you know, this person's the coolest thing ever. But then again, you might be in your bubble and think the same thing. So let us know. You can send us a, uh, an email over at uh, contribute at hearthcast.com. And while you're over there sending us an email, uh, you can also stop our website and use our little SpeakPipe app, and you can be the next contestant on our HearthCast AOE. It's pretty simple. You've all heard the game. It takes about 15, 20 minutes, you know, total time. And uh, as long as you can, you know, send us a SpeakPipe so we can get a little audio test there. We know how you're going to sound. And then... uh. We set it up between 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern time on a Thursday. Uh, you can challenge Freckleface or myself to a fantastic game of HearthCast AOE. 
And we do have some thank yous to give out. Got one here for Battle Panda. He ran me through a uh, mountain run. Cool. Where'd you yeah. go? Went to Stone Core. I'd forgotten about that one. So it's kind of cool because yeah, it's a second boss and it's pretty easy to get to. I mean, I can solo it as as me as a warlock, no oh. big deal. Um, you can bypass the first boss, which is that like the big clockwork worm looking dude, and um, it's the the dragon guy. And the cool part about it is, is it's the dungeon, so it's not like you can get locked out for a week. Just put it on normal mode and keep running until you get locked out. And then wait a while and run it some more. So that's cool. It's there in Deep Home. So. Also want to thank everyone on Twitter who sent us feedback and contributions for this episode. I really think we had a good one because of all the feedback that we had. Yeah. yeah. You know, names are important to people. Yeah, they are. Also, some other uh, shout-outs there on Twitter to uh, Kent Mass, Jagger, Emma Jade, and Boss Wow. Um, we talked a little bit about, you know, my gaming rig and some other stuff that's going on, so it's cool. And since this episode of HearthCast is coming to a close, go check out Ego Networks. There are lots of quality podcasts that you'll surely enjoy. Check out the Training Dummies podcast with Hand and Holloway. Vote to Cake podcast covers not just WoW, but League of Legends, lots of other MMOs. They're at twitch.tv slash vote to kick. They're live Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern. And the WoW Podcast subreddit is going strong. Yeah, that continues to grow. That's over at, uh, at reddit.com slash r slash WoW Podcast, plural. So if you've got a podcast, make sure it's listed there. If you're a podcast listener, make sure your favorite podcast is listed there as well. Just put up the link to the latest episode. It's pretty simple. And if you want some random funny stuff in your day, go check out the Harland Highway podcast. That is a funny podcast. It is. You know. It makes me smile. Now I'm jealous because you you and your brother went down to see him live and got a picture with him. Yeah, I got a picture. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't go there. Where was I? I don't think I was out of town or something. Well, we went to Tampa. Still jealous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still mad at you, though. Why? Because you didn't tell him you were a podcaster, too. Well, I was, I was starstruck. Oh, uh, is that what it was? If that's what it uh, was. I can understand that. There was a line to meet him. <sighs> A long line. For those of you who don't know who this guy is, uh, think of some of the movies he's been in, like... He was a cop from Dumb and Dumber. He was in There's Something About Mary. He did the one who went to Mars. He was in Rocket Man. He was yeah, a star Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. Yeah. yeah. So he's been in a lot of stuff. He's a funny dude. He's a very funny Pretty guy. funny guy. He does voices and stuff, too. Yeah. yeah. He shows full of characters, but it's yeah. all him. It's all him. Yeah. So go check that out. You'll, you'll, you'll thank Freck. That's one of her favorite podcasts. You can be part of next week's show by sending your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Shoot an email to contribute at hearthcast.com. Tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. Like our Facebook page or send us a voice message on hearthcast.com through SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required. We'd again like to thank the sponsor for Season 5. That is Open Raid. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root and Freckleface for HearthCast.com.